You're listening to Language Classes Football Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the show for all football fans who wish to improve their English language skills. My name is Damien, I'm based in Tokyo and I'm talking to Damien down in Hong Kong. Hello Damien, good to hear from you. Yes, I'm based here in Hong Kong where the weather's a little chilly, though not as chilly as I think in Tokyo, is that right? Yeah, it's a bit winter's coming round the corner. Now, the big football news here in Hong Kong was all about the World Cup qualifier between Hong Kong and China. Uh, the game finished nil-nil, which was a marvellous result for lowly Hong Kong side, which now has 14 points from the group. And uh, though they cannot qualify, they've had a marvellous campaign, unlike their big neighbours from the north, who yet again look as if they will not be going to the World Cup. And that will not please football-loving leader Xi Jinping. Now, Damon, one other thing from the game is the use of language by the Hong Kong supporters. Now, they've been warned by authorities and FIFA not to boo the national anthem. And remember, it's the same national anthem for both sides. So many of the fans held up signs with the word written boo on them. So uh, a very creative use of language to protest indeed. What else has been happening in the football world this week? Well, there have been World Cup qualifiers in South America and Ecuador lead that table with four wins out of four and powerhouses Argentina and Brazil drew their game in Buenos Aires 1-1. Uruguay gained some revenge for their Copa America defeat against Chile by thrashing them 3-0 in Montevideo, the capital of Uruguay. And of course, in addition to the Hong Kong-China game, there were games in Asia uh, for World Cup qualifying too. And the wins for Australia, Japan, Korea, Saudi Arabia and uh, well done to Syria too, who despite the problems in their country, won again and they have a chance of making it through to the playoffs as best runner-up. Yes, well done to Syria. Now there are also World Cup qualifiers in Africa with all of the bigger nations winning through to the group stages and in CONCACAF, which of course is North and Central America, where there were wins for Mexico, the USA and Canada. And a friend of mine, Damon, here in Hong Kong, a Canadian friend, was really happy with that Canadian result where they beat Honduras 1-0, as he told me that in the last time they played Honduras in 2012 in another World Cup qualifier, they were beaten 8-1. So, uh, yeah, and they only needed a draw to make it through. So uh, some kind of revenge again for for Canada there. Now, there are also lots of international friendlies going on this week and, of course, Damon, European Championship playoffs, which saw the final four teams make it to France 2016. So, well done to Ukraine, to Sweden, to Hungary and, of course, to Ireland, who uh, overcame. It was fantastic. Uh, My brother was at the game. He said the atmosphere was fantastic in Dublin, uh, where the Irish beat Bosnia 2-0 to go through 3-1 on aggregate. So, Damon... Is the language caster team going to France next summer? I'm saving up now. Right, nice one. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're saving up some spots on this show. Coming up is going to be our main listening practice report, and we're going to look ahead at El Clasico in La Liga. And we also have another English for football phrase, and this week it is to be fit. And we're going to finish with predictions. And we've got some big games, that El Clasico I mentioned, uh, the powerhouses of Juventus and AC Milan in Italy, Uh, My team, Liverpool, travel to leaders Manchester City and Damien's team, Tottenham host, London rivals West Ham. And there's also the small matter of the Athens derby between Panathinaikos and Olympiakos. Now, before we start this week's podcast uh, main report, 
a quick quiz question. Which of Real Madrid or Barcelona has won the most El Clasicos? And we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Yes, you are listening to languagecasters.com. And do you know what language that was in? That was Catalan, which is the language spoken in and around Barcelona. And they, of course, are taking on Real Madrid this weekend in El Clasico. And that features in this week's Listening Practice Report. Now this weekend, Real Madrid take on Barcelona in the first El Clasico of the 2015-16 season. And so, on this week's Listening Practice, we preview some of the key battles where the game should be won or lost. Listening Practice, 2015 El Clasico. Three things to watch out for. Messi and Ronaldo. Well, it's no surprise to focus on the two top players in the world, but this time round, there are question marks hanging over both players. Lionel Messi has not played a competitive match in almost two months, while Ronaldo has not been playing as well as we all know that he can. The Portuguese star has not really performed in the bigger games this season, so he'll be determined to make his mark this weekend. With Messi, there is a little less pressure on him and indeed the team, as they've done rather well without him, especially teammates Suarez and Neymar, who have stepped up and taken the team to the top of the table. The managers. This will be Real Madrid manager Rafa Benitez's first El Clasico game in charge, and it will be interesting to see how he reacts under the kind of intense pressure he will face. He has yet to win over all of the Real faithful, despite not having his first-choice eleven available to him for most of the season. He's seen as a more conservative manager than his Barcelona counterpart, Luis Enrique, who lost this game last season, though he did go on to win the treble. The Barca boss has a settled side, and his only worry appears whether or not to use Messi from the bench or not. The midfield battle. With World Cup winners in both sides midfield, this area of the pitch will promise to be an intriguing battle. Too much space and Barca's Iniesta and Busquets will keep possession all day long, but Real have German star Tony Cruz who can control a game on his own. Add in James Rodriguez, Modric and Isco and the Real Madrid midfield will be looking to dominate, as long as they can get hold of the ball that is. Which team do you think will come out on top in this season's El Clasico? Let us know by coming along to our site at languagecaster.com and posting a comment. Thank you. Uh, come along to our site, listeners, and you can get language support for that uh, main uh, listening practice report and for our other spots too. There's vocabulary support too, and you can download the audios and transcripts. Now, Damien, you used the word powerhouse in that report. What do you mean by that? Yeah, um, in football, I think when we talk about powerhouses, we mean big, traditional, successful teams. So, for example, in England, I think the powerhouses would be seen as Manchester United. Liverpool. And, of course, Liverpool, yeah. I did mention history. And uh, in Spain, of course, it would be the big two, so uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid. And in Italy, we mentioned AC Milan and Juventus, possibly Inter Milan as well. Um, can you think of any other powerhouses in Europe or in other countries? Well, for example, in Eredivisie, Ajax, perhaps, and Feyenoord, teams like that. 
Now, come along to languagecaster.com, which has a huge collection of football terms, phrases, expressions, vocabulary, and football cliches in our football language glossary. And we're always looking for more words and phrases. So if you know of any football expression, then let us know by contacting us at admin at languagecaster.com. Now, you can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Learn English Through Football page or on Twitter. And we'd like to say a big hello to all of those who are now following us or have recently liked our posts, including Miranda, Gleave, Paul, Fadi, CJ, and the history of football. And to all those who followed, liked, or commented on learning English through football. Yeah, thank you. Now at languagecaster.com, we also have a football language forum, which is a place for questions and answers and discussions about football language. And thank you to Huna for some great questions again. This week, we've answered questions on the phrases to whip the ball in and to be back in it. Come along to the forum and have a look at the explanation. This week's football language phrase is simple but very important. It is to be fit. If a player is fit, they are able to play, they are healthy, in good condition and they have no injuries. This means they can play in the game. Of course, being fit is very important for the team, especially if you are one of the star players. Injured players are said to face a fitness battle. They have a short time to become able to play. For this phrase, the noun fitness is used. A player who has been injured for a time, but who could play, is reported as being fit for selection. This means the player is likely to be chosen for the starting 11 on match day. To be fit. My name is Theodora, I'm from Greece. My favorite team is Olympiakos and you're listening to languagecaster.com. Right, next up we have our predictions battle. We feature some huge games this week, including uh, your team Liverpool Damon and my team Tottenham, as well as a huge derby from Greece and of course our Clasico in Spain and not forgetting the Galician derby in northwest Spain. Now remember, in our predictions battle, Damon, myself and a guest, we try and predict the scores of some of the big games taking place. Remember, it's three points for a perfect score and one for the right result. Damon, your team are away at Manchester City, the leaders. What do you think? I think we're going to hammer them 3-0 with a a hat-trick from Coutinho. What do you think? Wow, very specific. Uh, sorry about this, but I'm going to go for a Manchester City home victory 2-1. Probably more sensible. Um, and the El Clasico, how do you see this one? I think it's going to finish 1-1. I think straight after the international break, teams might be a little bit flat. 1-1 for me. How about for you? Yeah, I think um, they're going to cancel each other out. Nil-nil. They're pretty much even uh, throughout the season. So nil-nil, I think. Right, another big derby in Spain is the northwest Spanish derby, that's the Galician derby. That's Deportivo La Coruña against Celta Vigo. What do you reckon? I'm going to go with form, even though this is a derby and form goes out the window usually. And I'm going to go with Celta, 1-0. Um, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I think it will be a typical derby game, 1-1 for me. Okay, and then we got Juventus against AC Milan, the two powerhouses from Syria. Ah, but they're outside uh, the top four. In fact, I think they're sixth and seventh um, mm. in the table or something like that. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win to Juventus. What about you? 
I think the home side are going to win as well. I think it will be 1-0 to Juventus. Okay, and then to your team, Tottenham, Hotspur, taking on West Ham. West Ham from the east of London, Tottenham from the northeast of London. How do you see this one? This will be a real tight affair. It's also between teams in fifth and sixth place in the Premier League on the same points. Um, two teams playing really, really well. Um, I'm a little worried about this one. They've beaten us uh, frequently at White Hart Lane in the last few years, but I'm going to go for a 1-0 home victory. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think you're going to win comfortably. You're, you seem to be finding some extra gears recently. 3-1. Well, hopefully that's, that's how it turns out. Now the big game in, in Greece takes place on Saturday night. It's the Athens derby in the Greek Super League. Panathinaikos against Olympiakos. Damon, what do you think? I'm going to spin a coin for this one. Just a moment. Up we go. Panathinaikos, 1-0. <laughs> I'm going for Olympiakos, 1-0 for me. Okay, now just before we say goodbye, just to let you know, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, SoundCloud, or you can sign up for our weekly newsletter by coming along to the site. And now, back to that quiz question. Which team, Real Madrid or Barcelona, has the most victories in El Clasico? Damien. Well, according to Wikipedia, Damon, uh, there have been 229 official matches between the two rivals, and Real have won 92 to Barcelona's 89. Now, next week, we'll have another question and, of course, another podcast. And we'll be featuring the group phase of the Champions League. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the football. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. See you again next week. Bye.